Hey everybody, this is Joshua Brown. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to take a few minutes and talk about politics, but don't be afraid. Um, I'm not going to get into what you would probably normally get into at a Thanksgiving dinner with your Uncle Bobby, who is absolutely certain that the earth is flat and that <laughs> that you should get all your information from a hidden social media that only anonymous sources know about. That's not what we're going to talk about, but I do want to specifically from the perspective of those who follow Christ, if you don't um, yet, then this is also going to be helpful for you. But I just, I think the people that really struggle with this the most are those who follow Christ and they think that because you follow Christ, you have to vote a certain way. And, and that's not even necessarily wrong. I just want to steer you maybe in a better direction. So uh, thank you all for being with us. And if you would like to uh, support this episode, you can subscribe to it. You can share this with your friends. You can post it on social media. We got some really awesome content coming up for you guys on this new podcast, and I'm excited about it. So with that being said, let's talk about what it means to vote. And so we live in a country, if you're listening to this in America, if you're not in America, it might be different wherever you're listening to this from. And honestly, this may not be that helpful for you, but maybe it is. I don't know. But if you're in America, we have the privilege of uh, living in a democracy where we get to vote for our leaders and we get to have our say and all that stuff. I, I'm, I'm not against democracy. I like democracy. I love it. Um, I think it's awesome living in a country where we have the opportunity to do that. However, uh, it can really affect how we live our lives. It can affect how we interact with each other because we're living in such a polarized time in our culture where if you, if you don't think like me, if you don't believe like me, if you don't say what I say or, or uh, post what I post or listen to what I listen to, et cetera, then it doesn't invite a conversation or a curiosity, it really invites like wrath and cutting people off and disengaging. And so you have all these millions and millions of individuals that have siloed in their own ways of thinking and in their own belief systems. And we have very little conversation about anything in politics. We have very little wiggle room, but the but the reason we don't have wiggle room is not because we are, you know, we've done the research and we've studied this particular topic and we've seen the history of it. We know how this works out in different cultures around the world, etc. Therefore, we believe this. That's not why we've siloed in our own beliefs. We've siloed in our own beliefs simply because of typically information we've gotten from the news or from social media, and that's it. And um, there's, uh, you know, you could go down the list of all the different topics, um, but let's just take COVID, for example. And so COVID um, introduced to American life, I, I believe, oh, I don't, let's not say introduced, it, it brought to the surface polarization that was kind of under the surface up until that point. So before COVID, I, don't, I know a lot of you, it's hard to remember what life was like before COVID. I know it is for me. I still tell people it's 2020 and here we are at the end of 2022, almost 2023. So uh, that, that tells you kind of how things have changed during COVID. But anyway, when uh, before COVID started, we lived in a culture that had its flaws, that had its problems, no doubt. It was not a perfect culture. It wasn't like we were living in this utopia that everybody seems to be striving for that I don't think we can ever get until the kingdom of God 
floods the earth as the waters cover the sea. But either way, before we entered into the COVID season, we just we kind of had a a way about us, and and it wasn't perfect. Like I said, we didn't do this great all the time, but in general, we had a way about us where even if people disagreed with us, there was there was at least some level of honor for them. Um, we value people's opinions. We we weren't against each other. Um, we were, but but not like we are today. And compared to what we are today, we were not against each other back then. Um, you had Republicans, you had Democrats, you had Independents. But even those, I remember when um, Barack Obama got elected years ago. I was in high school. And then you had like the hardcore you know, uh, rapture theorist or, or end of the world theorist typically saying that Barack Obama was the Antichrist. And um, I, I, we won't even get into that. I don't even know where to start with that ignorance. But anyway, um, you know, Barack Obama is the Antichrist and blah, blah, blah. But I remember even as a kid, so I'm in high school, so I wasn't even, you know, I couldn't vote. But I remember hearing all this stuff. And I remember having a conversation with some people at my church, which I uh, abruptly got scolded for. Um, but I had a conversation with him, and I was like, I don't think Barack Obama's that bad of a guy. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with everything he agrees with, but at the end of the day, he's still our president. Like, I, I, I'm still going to pray for him. I'm still going to, you know, do whatever I can to support the things that I do agree with. And, um, and it, just because we disagree with people doesn't mean we have to, you know, trash them and call them Satanist and Antichrist and all this other stuff. And um, and so I remember as a kid, it, that was even just, you know, having conversations with friends in high school and um, overhearing these conversations going on during election, especially. I remember thinking, like, there's got to be this place where we can disagree with people but still honor people. And that was a kid. And I, I think there's something about kids that you can really... Uh, it, it can really take you back to your roots and you can remember like who you really are and why you really do the things that you do and how you should think. But as we grow up, we're taught by way of you know the news and social media and people around us and videos and commercials and every, and, and the, our coworkers and you know all these other outlets, we're taught that we are supposed to be polarized and we're not. We're taught that polarization is politics and polarization is not politics politics is when you get in a room with people that you disagree with or may or let's just say like this where you get in a room with people or you get on the phone with people that you um, have different views or different stances on a particular topic and politics is where you're able to debate your view you're able to listen to other people's view and in in some way shape or form come to a place where there is a mutual cooperation with both of the views, even if you never land on middle ground, even if you never concede, there's still an idea that we're going to move forward cooperatively. We don't have to leave what we believe. We don't have to say, you know, I renounce all of my beliefs that I've ever ha held in order to come together. You can have community with people that think very different. C community is not based on, and I use community on purpose, but community and even politics and government and country. Um, and nationality, all of those things are built around community that involves differing differing views. It, it, it doesn't mean everybody thinks the same. In fact, it's the complete opposite. It means there's a bunch of people who think very different, and that's needed for the community. So I need people to challenge how I think, 
And the only people that can challenge how I think is typically people that think different than me. And so I'll never be challenged in how I think if I'm never in community with people that think different. Like if I'm always against people that think different than me, I will never be challenged in how I think. Now, what does all that have to do with politics? Because that's what this episode's about. I, I gave that kind of that preface to say, when you vote, you have to be really cautious that you don't go into it with the mindset of um, you're voting against an enemy. And I, I really, I, w- I was thinking about this this morning as I was kind of doing a little preparation for an episode about politics. Um, because to be honest with you, I'm a theological person. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I guess you wouldn't call me a theologian yet, but um, on my on my way to being a theologian, and uh, through my studies and you know everything that I'm doing, but. When it comes to politics, I'm a little bit out of my league. So all I know how to do is give you sort of a a not what would Jesus do type mindset, but what would a kingdom person do mindset. And a kingdom person, uh, when they go to vote, they don't vote against what they hate. They simply vote for what they believe in. And and here's why that here's because you might listen you might hear that and you might be like you know well that's the same thing like if I believe in this then I hate the other or whatever and typically what happens is is you go into voting and your premise for voting is not you know necessarily what you believe in because a lot of the people that you vote for have a lot of jacked up beliefs under the surface that are never talked about in the election season because people are so busy fighting against each other. You know, so like uh, if you vote straight Republican, well, there's a lot of stuff that Republicans believe that even go against a lot of stuff that is kingdom minded. And that doesn't mean you don't vote for Republicans or you don't vote for independents or you don't vote for Democrats or whatever, whatever, you know, side or party or whatever you want to vote for. But it simply means you take these candidates that are going against each other. And you look at this and you say, okay, what are my values? What are my morals? What do I stand for? And then you take it a step deeper, and then you really start to say things like, what is better for our community? What is better for the people around me? Uh, Who do I think has the ability to work with everybody to cooperatively bring about a better world or a better culture? And you start to form the way that you see elections based on right thinking, and not even necessarily right thinking, I don't like that language, based on uh, the things that you believe in, based on the things that you are passionate about, the things that you believe your community is passionate about, the things that will help your community the most. And you, so you begin to view things like that rather than, here's the opposite, let's use the COVID thing. Um, and I started I started the COVID talk and then I didn't get I didn't get back to it, but because I'm getting back to it now. When COVID hit, there was suddenly things that we've never had in America called mandates. And when that happened, which just to lay all my cards out on the table, I don't like mandates, but that's just me. If you like them, listen. This the whole point of this podcast is we can still be friends, so I'm allowed to have a view too. Um, but me personally, I don't like mandates. I don't like being told. You know, you have to do this or you have to do this. However, I do remember when the mask mandates, uh, for example, when the mask mandates started coming out, um, I was kind of ticked off because I didn't want to wear a mask. And however, 
I was not one of these ones that said this is all a game to try to, you know, play you so that they can get whatever they want from you in the future. Like, like everything has to be like this cynical, just evil thing. When in reality, and I, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I like to see the best in things, but in reality, the prop, the the conversation was probably like, if we don't require people to wear masks, there's a chance that millions and millions and millions of people will die. And if millions and people, millions and millions and millions of people die, guess who's responsible for that? The government that, in that case, didn't require people to wear masks. So let's just play that scenario out. Let's just say that there were no mandates. There, there were no vaccines. There were no mandates. And they simply said, here's COVID. Figure it out on your own. We're going to give you your freedom. And let's just say that you know 500 million people die. Um, and that's, that's an exaggeration. Let's say, you know, 5 million people die. Okay. Um, cause I don't even think there's five, 500 million people in the country. So that would be everybody, but you know, 5 million, let's say 5 million people, um, die. Now the conversation is not, I can't believe you made me do this. The conversation is why didn't you do more? And so you see, it's always, nothing's ever enough. And, and when you're, when you're against people, and you're and you're voting certain ways and you're thinking certain ways simply out of hatred toward another side then you can never move forward and if we had just said this is what science says about covid this is what we genuinely believe is going to help with covid both sides could have come to a place and said like you know in my stance I don't like mandates I could have come to that side and said you know what I don't like mandates however I understand the reasoning that you are using to require mandates of people. And I believe that in your heart of hearts, you really just don't want people to die. So therefore, even though I don't like mandates, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear a mask when I go to Walmart. It's not going to kill me. I'm not going to like it. I don't. I, I personally wouldn't believe it's even necessarily uh, necessary. However... How can we move forward cooperatively, right, as a community? And, and we saw this during COVID. We saw this during the race stuff. I mean, the race stuff was just, like, unbelievable. And, and we're still working through this that needs to happen. We need to work through some of the mindsets that people still have as it relates to people that simply have different skin color. You know what I'm saying? But even in that, it, it was never a conversation of how do we cooperatively and together move forward into a better future the conversation was either you're for this or you're against this and both sides hated each other to this day and so that's why i want to encourage you when we're going into this election season just so you know all the news stations they make money based on ads and the ads pay them based on viewership and viewership is determined by those who are engaged enough, or let's say this, are interested enough to watch. So the TV companies, in order to stay in business, have to get people to watch their shows, right? And the ad, uh, com- the companies get doing ads for these, you know, network news agencies. Um, they will only do ads for TV stations that have a lot of viewers. So TV stations have to get a lot of viewers to get a lot of ads to pay all the bills, right? And so you don't get, unfortunately in America, you don't get a lot of viewers by giving your unbiased 
you know, both sides of the aisle opinion on things. People don't care. What people in America now care about is having a TV station that will essentially fuel, maybe even gaslight, all of their preconceived ideas. And so you have CNN that does nothing but give these extreme Democrat liberal views. And then you have places like Fox News who give nothing but extreme Republican uh, conservative views. And so all the Republicans watch Fox News. All the Democrats watch CNN. None of the Republicans would ever watch CNN. And none of the, none of the Democrats would ever watch Fox News. And it's just it's so polarized because we in America no longer have the ability to think collectively, right? We only, and we've kind of been like tricked into this by way of our culture. I think social media mostly, but we only have now the ability to hate each other. We don't have the ability to work together. In fact, People aren't even necessarily interested in doing that. That's why on social media you get all the, you see all these people getting um, blocked and canceled and all this other stuff. They're, people get canceled because other people don't agree with them, and the people that don't agree with them have the power to cancel them. That's it. There, there's no conversations, and so I just want to encourage you as you're listening to this. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because honestly, I don't even know who's running in all the you know Senate and House races and governor races. I don't know that. I live in South Carolina, and South Carolina typically goes one way and one way only, and that's kind of how it is around here. But wherever you are, whatever you're leaning toward, whatever your ideals are and your beliefs are, I just want to encourage you to get with somebody that maybe thinks different differently than you. Um, turn off the news. <laughs> turn off social media. And, and start having conversations with people, and you'll realize a couple things. Number one, you don't agree, you don't disagree with as much as you think. And number two, the things that you do disagree on, you don't have to change. Like you don't have to believe like them. You can still cooperatively move forward in a community with a group of people that you do not think like. That is possible. And I believe it's necessary. And that's what the kingdom is. The kingdom is built around people that think differently and look differently and have different ideas and have different callings and have different purposes and have different backgrounds and have different um, uh, hobbies and have different likes and have different jobs and have different careers and have different education levels and, I mean, have different income levels. The kingdom is built on that. I mean, the church is built on that. And, and the Lord never tells us we have to all agree on 100% of the stuff. The only thing that we're commanded to do is love, and that's it. Even love our enemies. And so I just want to encourage you, vote out of love. Vote out of what you believe in. Vote out of your yes, not out of your no. You know, Don't vote against somebody because you disagree with them. Vote for somebody because you agree with them. And, and I know it sounds similar, but it's not. It's all about your heart. It's all about what is on the inside of you that says, I'm, I'm not moving against anyone. I'm going to love even my enemies, but I'm still going to have a position in voting. And that's the beauty of democracy. It's like we get that opportunity to vote for what we believe in. And if, you know, the, the economy is doing awful right now. So there's a very, very, very high chance that the opposite party 
of the one that's in power now is going to be elected to be in power coming coming up in this election because the economy is just awful right now. And so that's that's a great thing. Vote for you know the economy. Vote for how you believe the economy can move forward. Vote for how you believe um, certain rights and certain um, ideas of justice and certain ideas of equality and certain ideas of you know Medicare or Social Security or whatever the topic or, or immigration, whatever the topic that you're passionate about or whatever the multiplicity of topics you're passionate about. Vote for what you believe in. Don't vote against what you don't believe in. And it's and like I said, it's all about your heart. So love, be kind, get around people that think differently than you, and listen, have the guts to walk with people that think differently with you. And I promise you, we're going to see a day when we're able to honor all the different voices. And when that happens, there's going to be a place right in the middle of all the different views and voices. And that place is going to be called, not to be too cheesy, but it's going to be called the kingdom. That's where the kingdom lives. Maybe the reason we haven't been able to see the kingdom over the past few years is because we haven't been able to be around other people that would actually reveal the kingdom to us. So anyway, just some thoughts. I hope this was helpful. If not, I do apologize, and we can still walk together. Um, But I'm praying over you. I'm praying over our country, and I believe our best days are ahead. So this is Joshua Brown. I will see you on the next episode of Sacred Curiosity. Love you guys.